Good morning. <clears throat> good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. This is Brenda Shoshana Eshen with another episode of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. Here I am back again. And you know, it seems from one week to the next, no time has passed at all. Another breath, another morning. It seems when we're here, it's always been just here. <laughs> and then when we think, well, that was last week. What happened during the week? So much happened. But when we're here now giving the next week's podcast, it's as if nothing happened at all. So anyway, good morning. And the title of today's podcast is A Bitter Pill. What went wrong? Wow. I When I realized today that the title would be a bitter pill, it really, it really energized me all of a sudden. I thought, oh yes, yes. It's about temporary comfort, really. It's about something we all really experience so deeply, and Zazen practice has a very different, different take on it, a diff on the bitterness of life, a different outlook. And a different way of being with it. Very different. And it, it can take a long time until we actually see this or we could see it right away. Actually, the truth is we'll see it many times and then we forget. <laughs> then we see it again, maybe a little deeper, a little from a different angle. And then we forget again. But every time we do encounter a truth in our flesh and bones as we're practicing, it enters our entire being and things do shift. We may not be aware of what's shifting, or we may. Sometimes it's very clear there's a big shift in how we look at life, how we respond. And sometimes it goes back and forth, fluctuates. And all of it's fine. Because unlike other activities that we do engage in in life, if we look at it from the largest point of view, our Zen practice is not driven by the need or desire or demand for a specific particular outcome. I'm putting in this amount of time and I want that to come from it. If we have that state of mind, we will probably not practice for very long or we'll be sorely disappointed or we'll think maybe what we did was even wasted wasted. How can anything actually be wasted? That's such a strange concept when we think of it, but that's another topic. But it's important too because that's part of the bitter pill. <laughs> what is this bitter pill that we are all confronted with every day? Sometimes we take a little of it, sometimes we get a big dose. You know, if you, if you don't feel well and you go to the doctor, and you get all different kinds of medicines out there, all kinds of medicines. Some are sweet, not too many, but I do take, it's not a medicine, a lovely elderberry syrup in the morning, which is delicious, it's like cherry syrup, which is just a tonic kind of thing for my immune system. It's a natural, it's from the health food store, and it's delicious, but it's, it's, a, it's a medicine too. But what's the real medicine of life? What's the real sickness we're suffering from. What is this bitter pill? And how come I was so energized when I realized 
oh, it's just a bitter pill. You know, we come to life and into relationships and into a new job or a new business or what a new endeavor, excited, and we're hoping everything is going to be wonderful and positive, beautiful, safe. We hope we've made the right choices. We hope we'll, life will be good to us. You know, you hear that so much. I give you blessings. Only Sometimes I hear people say, I only want to hear good things, only good news, only good news. Congratulations. People are so happy and excited when something looks positive on the surface, when it, things come out the way we hoped that they would. That's a big moment. And for many, it gives them a sense of personal power. Ah, I can control my life. I can control my experience. I'm, I'm powerful. I'm I'm. I'm, I'm good, I'm successful, I'm right, I'm not wrong, on and on and on. And that's a natural wish. Oh, this marriage is going to be wonderful. It's going to be everything I ever dreamed. And we have that thought a lot, not only for marriage, but a relationship or whatever we're doing. Now, that's we don't realize it, but that wish itself, which seems very natural and normal, and it is natural and normal, but nevertheless, nevertheless, it is the beginning of the bitter pill, which is so interesting and so contradictory and complicated. How could that be a bitter pill? Well, because right away we're setting ourselves up for evaluation. I failed. I succeeded. I got the world to conform to my wishes. I got my business to rake in a lot of bucks. Nothing wrong with breaking in bucks, of course. But when there's that demand, I'll be only happy if I get my way, is what's the, the, the subtext of that. I want it my way. I want it the way that looks right to me. As if, as if we ran the whole world. That's interesting. It's not what necessarily is right for all of us together or... I want something that's in the real harmony. That's one wish. But here's, an, here's another wish, a deeper wish that reduces the bitter pill significantly. Here's another wish. I want to really, really see, not just understand intellectually, I want to really see what this world is and my role in it, my place in it. I want to see what is so what the truth is of life of my life i want to know i want to see that's a different wish that's a very different aspiration it's a different wish and immediately when we really enter the flow of that wish our personal demands and expectations and our hurt feelings, which we live with so often, subside enormously, because that's just, because we have a different aspiration. That's not we're not living our life in service of feeling good, and getting our wishes fulfilled, and getting our way. I want my way. No, we're living our life where we're putting our focus or our energy into seeing what truly is. Hmm. That's so beautiful. It's really beautiful when we do that, even if we can do it for a little while, because somehow this, when we do that, we're not taking everything personally 
as if it has something to say about me, me, me. Am I good? Did I succeed? Am I loved? Am I lovable? All of that, which causes tremendous pain because we're never really living up to the standards that we've set for ourselves. Or, and nobody else is living up to the standards we've set for them either. And that hurts. Bitter. I hear over and over, oh, I'm so disappointed in this person, or I'm so disappointed in life, or I'm so disappointed in the doctor, or the this, or the that. Always disappointed, always disappointed. And that feeling of disappointment is embedded, it's embedded in the demand that everything go my way. And of course, even if it does for a little while, how can it forever this world isn't here to please you or to revolve around your personal and ever-changing, I must say, wishes and needs, ever-changing. As we get older, as we go through different experiences, our wishes and needs change. They have to. It's inevitable. You know, I'm, someone I met said to me, well, <clears throat> I've been through such a tragedy, and certainly they had, and and I'm... I'm getting over it, I'm getting over it, and I can't wait to go back to the person I was. Sometimes I am a little more like that person I was before it all happened, but then I'm not again. And I said to that person, why do you have to go back to the person you were? What's wrong with becoming the person, just being the person you are today, right now? Okay, so I actually had a moment interruption. Somebody knocked on the door, which is part of everything. Isn't it interesting? And, and so I'm not exactly sure I have to pick up again now from where I was. So we'll just pick up talking about the... It was interesting that this even happens. It's exactly what we're talking about. At any moment, anything happens, interrupts us, changes us, and I like it. I like it when I look at it as learning to actually be with what the moment is giving us, not taking it personally as some kind of an affront or as a difficulty, not blaming the person who actually had very good intentions who knocked on my door, not saying, what did I do wrong? What's wrong in this podcast? Just including it in the podcast, including it in the talk, including it in our life. And actually, one of the things that I did notice this morning when I realized, oh, it's a bitter pill, I was really, really dwelling upon something that had given me a lot of pain over and over and over and over in my life, the same same exact situation. And I was sitting, and there it was, you know, these things appear when you sit. And I recognized, oh yes, this is not anything against me. It's not personal. It's a bitter pill. And I needed this particular pill because of my attachment to that kind of person and that situation. And that person, even though it, he was responding to me in a way I didn't like, it was really, really perfectly suited, like a hand in a glove, like a hand in a glove to help me wake up, wake up, break your attachment to this situation. 
And really, when we're talking about bitter pills, we're talking about our attachment to having things the way we want it and our absolute refusal. Like in that case with me, I would just refuse to let it go on this way. I just continually wanted to change this kind of situation. Fix it. Fix it. Very deeply rooted from childhood, actually. A complete replication from childhood. On and on and on. And on. And it went on for years with my wonderful great Zen master, too. And and he, when I was with him, though, while I was sitting, and it was happening also, at least when you're sitting, you're seeing, you're opening the capacity to hold things, to accept them, to be with them. It, it never pushed me away because the Zazen itself was so wonderful. And finally, I stopped even expecting anything from him on a personal level or to change that situation at all. And then it disappeared. This is a very, very powerful and a very important, important point that in, as we sit in Zen practice, rather than take something that is painful and bitter and blame the other, grapple with it endlessly, refuse to let a situation be the way it is. And, and I, believe me, I know that because I did it. I refuse. I want you to accept me. The more you want that, the more you will be rejected. And when it's over, I just see that that behavior is a hand and a glove. Let go. Ex experience it as, at, as it is. Bitter is bitter. Sweet is sweet. No, it doesn't mean anything about me or even about him or even about him doesn't mean anything we attribute all this meaning to it and then we respond not to the situation but to the meaning that we have attributed to an event <clears throat> so in zazen practice we stop with all these attributions oh he's a horrible person and blah 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 no 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 that's your mind creating drama and then we get pulled into our very own drama that we have created. And certainly in this day and age, we see it all around, everywhere we go. Drama, drama, drama. Now, if we truly, truly realize that bitter pills can cure illness, what is the illness? The illness is our refusal, our adamant refusal to be with life as it is. <clears throat> and taking it all personally to mean something about us. Oh my goodness, if something didn't work out the way I wanted it to, I'm wrong, they're wrong, something is wrong, everything is wrong. Refusal and creating that big story and it's not true. It's just a story we are creating. And as we sit and sit, our stories appear and then they disappear, and then they appear, and then they disappear. And that appearing and disappearing, coming and going, that is the as it isness of our life. And when we can live with that, just appearing, disappearing, a moment, a moment in time, taste it. Don't react 
to it. Don't get attached to it, embedded in it, identified with it. Just see it. Be with it. Rather than be so much in the play, on the stage for a little while, step out to the audience, step out to the scrim of the stage and see the whole drama unfolding. That's very freeing. It's very relieving because there's a larger pattern and a larger picture and a beautiful, beautiful message from the whole larger teaching which will come to us by itself each person differently in its own way. But when we're so involved and identified with the drama itself and the different characters in the drama and the stories, we really, 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 even though we don't know it, we're trapped in an illness, in a suffering that goes on and on and on. You know, there's a lot of talk about enlightenment and what it is, what it isn't. <clears throat> many, many illusions about it. Many wishes projected onto this state. Oh, I'll always be blissful. I'll always be happy. I'll never suffer. On and on. All kinds of different illusions. And believe me, I've had them all. <laughs> I've had them all. I've lived with them all. All of them. But perhaps the highest, I don't mean high, there's not high or low, but perhaps one of the most wonderful, let's put it that way, experiences we can have, and I don't want to name it, give it a label or anything, is for a little while, to begin with anyway, to step onto the scrim of the stage or out into the audience and just let the play be the play. Let it be what it is. Watch it all. See it from the larger point of view, the largest perspective possible. Enjoy each moment of it. You can enjoy it but know that it's a play. I'm looking and I'm seeing it's 18 minutes. It's time to stop for today. I thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us and for also for your wonderful emails. I thank you each week, but they do mean a great deal to me. I love receiving them, so thank you for that. Um, on the 19th of February, I'm going to be back out in Manhasset at the Unitarian Church at the um, Innisfada Zen Group and we're going to also do the acting Zen workshop for an hour before the sitting and talk. And that is where we all act out a koan together and each person plays each role in it. It's really wonderful and joyous where we enter it fully with our flesh and bones so we can experience each part in the koan. And then we can share. Then we talk a little bit about what happened together. So if you're in Manhasset or near on Long Island or you, you're free that evening, please come and join us then. Okay, thank you again and again for listening. It's really a pleasure to be with you and have a wonderful, wonderful day. Bye. <laughs>